we're here with another episode of Conversations and Connections. We're the official podcast of the Family Crisis Center of East Texas. I'm Stuart Burson, the prevention coordinator for the agency. And today we have Holly George on the podcast. She's the Victims Assistance Coordinator for the Nacogdoches County Attorney's Office. Holly, um, I guess I could say the third time is a charm. We've encountered <laughs> some technical difficulties uh, getting started, but I think we're on, uh, we're on track now. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I appreciate it. You know, and we've kind of run into the same circles and uh, occasionally the same um, coalition meetings and things like that. And I thought, well, it'd be really because and I know you do a lot of um, partnerships with the Family Crisis Center. Yes, that is correct. So I kind of thought what might be interesting just to kind of dive into exactly what you do uh, in, in your job as the victim's assistance coordinator for the for the county attorney's office here in Nacogdoches. Absolutely. So I guess uh, we'll just kind of start broad. Um, what is your role as a victim's assistance coordinator, or, or what does a victim's assistance <laughs> coordinator actually do? So a victim's assistant coordinator um, you will find in prosecuting offices. Uh, we help victims with different cases. In my office, it's going to be misdemeanor cases. That can be um, assault family violence. It can be um, cases for theft, DWI, criminal mischief, criminal trespass, burglary of a habitation. We contact those victims. We ask them if there is any restitution owed. So if you had something stolen and you didn't get your property back, we would ask you what restitution is owed back to you. Okay. Um, for um, victims of assault family violence, did you have to go to the hospital? Are you in counseling? Are there continuous right. uh, doctor bills due to this? Sure. And then we also, at that point, we would send them out to different agencies within the community um, or state that can help them. Okay. All right. Now, you, you did mention assault family violence. Does that include both domestic violence and sexual assault? Or are you I really... I work with the domestic violence. Okay. Um, sexual assault, I do work with as well, but those are going to be for protective orders, okay. not for the criminal cases. Okay. All right. So, I'm just trying to think back. Has there is this a position that's relatively new has there always been as far as you know a victim's assistance coordinator i guess i just never really heard of anyone if like if your home got burglarized and your stuff is just gone somebody from the county attorney's office uh calling you up to ask about restitution so it is mandated that uh prosecuting offices do have someone that is uh, designated for victim uh, assistance. Okay. And so victims have rights. They have the right to know what's going on with their court date. They have the right to come to court. They have the right um, to applications for crime victims um, compensation. Uh-huh. They have the right to have their voice heard in a victim's impact statement. Okay. And a victim coordinator is the one that makes sure the victims are receiving that information. Okay. Whether it be misdemeanor level or felony level sure. um, each prosecuting office has a victim's assistant coordinator. right right okay um so i guess so what agencies entities do you work with like let's say assault you said assault family violence correct so would it be a situation where you would contact the victim and um maybe refer them to the family crisis center what yes. would you do so in the sense of 
crimes that are assault family violence, we do send them um, to the crisis center. We send them to legal aid. Okay. The county attorney's office also does protective orders. And so we work very close with the Family Crisis Center. We work very close with legal aid in helping victims get get information that they, they wouldn't have sure. any other way. Um, any cases that I have for assault family violence, um, even violations of protective orders, those cases are given a pamphlet for the Family Crisis Center so they can reach out that is just something that is done and put in our mail uh, okay. for all of our cases that are assault family violence. Okay. Um, violations of protective orders. Just yes. so they know that there is somewhere they can go for additional help, counseling. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of times victims just need somebody to vent to. Right. Is Are there instances where a victim can contact you? Let's say, like, if they don't, I mean... I'm not saying you you would ever drop the ball on anything, but let's mm-hmm. say there's a crime victim and they haven't heard it. I mean, can they just as well contact yes. you as well? They can contact our office. Um, and we do have victims that contact our office and okay. say, hey, I've not heard anything about my case. Right. It may be that we have the wrong address. It may be that sure. we don't have a phone number for them. It may be that the agency hasn't sent over the case for prosecution yet. Okay. Okay, great. So... Um, so, uh, so does your do- does your job ever take you inside the courtroom? Do you ever have to go into the courtroom? Absolutely. That involves someone that you're working with. Yes. Um, again, the county attorney's office. We do a lot of protective orders, um, and we go in with the victims uh, to those hearings to obtain a protective order. Okay. We also have um, the cases for assault, family violence. They'll go to court. So I would accompany a victim to court while they're having to testify, um, walk them through what's going on. Uh, And then, of course, I'm already having conversations with them and building a relationship with victims before we get to that point, just so that way court is possibly a little bit easier. Okay. Because they have a friend, so to speak. So you're almost kind of like an advocate for them in a way. Yes, absolutely. That's exactly what my... Right. a victim's assistant coordinator is. Sure, They're an sure. advocate. Okay, great. So so you you handle victims of so many different crimes, and mm-hmm. I don't want to word this to where you favor one, <laughs> one, <laughs> one type of crime over another, but is there one cause that you're particularly passionate about with helping a victim? Domestic violence. Okay. Yes. Why... Why, why is that? Um, I grew up in a home where my mother was a victim of domestic violence. Okay. She never left. She never contacted law enforcement. She never seeked help. Um, and maybe it was because she didn't know that there was someone out there that could help her. Sure. Um, maybe it was because, I mean, like most victims, they don't want to feel like their family has failed or that they're a failure and can't make a relationship work. Um, but she never seeked any help. She just dealt with it for over 20 years. Well, and you know, I, I sometimes wonder if it was just a different thing, quote unquote, back in the day when people really just, you weren't going to talk about that. It happened. It was a personal family thing and you weren't going to absolutely let it be known, whether it be shame or embarrassment or. Well, that's just our business to deal with. I remember going to school and we 
I mean, there was a huge fight. Mom has a black eye. There was blood all over the house. There was broken glass, broken dishes. But my brother and I never went to school and told anyone what happened. And right. it was never that we were told, don't you tell anybody what happened. Now, we did have a say saying that what happens in this house stays in this yeah. house. But that was never said regarding um, one of their fights. And I don't... And I don't want to get personal with you on this, but was it something as a kid you may have thought, well, this is normal? This is what goes on in everybody's house? You no, know, no, it was not normal okay. to me. Um, okay. In fact, I was very uh, adamant that I was not going to be in a relationship like that. Yeah. Um, I was not going to be with someone that would treat me that way or or not have respect for me. Yeah. Um. And, and maybe my mom was very quiet. She didn't argue back. I'm very outspoken and argumentative. Um, and, and, I mean, that's a difference in our, our relationships. I can yeah. remember um, even arguing with my stepdad about what he was doing and how it wasn't okay. Yeah. But with that being said, I can look back as an adult and all my relationships that I had um, in junior high and high school, um, early high school, those relationships were abusive. Yeah. Well, you know, I guess that's one reason why I'm passionate about going out to the schools, doing what I do as a prevention uh, coordinator, is so these kids don't think that what happens in their house, if it's something that's unhealthy, is normal. And that's Correct. what a relationship is, mm -hmm. you know? Yes. So that's why... I really want to get out there and talk to these kids about healthy relationships Absolutely. and consent and things like that. Say, hey, this is what's normal. Yes. Not accuse, not implying that they have something going on in their home, but if they do, if they do, that that's not normal. That's right. not really okay. And it's okay you know? to talk to someone about it. Yes. There is a fear put into children. There is a fear put into there is. two victims that if you tell, no one's going to believe you. If you tell, then you're the one that's yes. going to get in trouble. Yes. Uh, so to break that cycle is letting victims know that you are not to blame in this. Right. But that's what abusers do. Yeah. They will hit a victim and turn around and say, well, had you not done this, I wouldn't have reacted that way. Yeah. And it. That's one of the reasons that I, I do, I, I love advocating for, for domestic violence victims just because there's, sometimes they just need someone to say, you know what, I, I'm, I thought I was going crazy, but I'm really not. Right. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of victims out there that think the system's against them for what, whatever reason. Have you ever encountered someone that you work with? I don't know. I don't know if you call them a client or whoever, what, uh, that they're kind of surprised that there is someone on the government level mm -hmm. that, hey, these guys are for me. They're going to advocate for me. They're going to stick up for me and Absolutely. see that Absolutely. I get treated the best way I possibly can. We have victims come in all the time that are, I had no idea that you could help me get in contact with these people. I had no mm -hmm. idea that you could help me relocate. I had no idea that there were options of me getting out of this relationship. Right. I also have those victims that come in that are mad because mm -hmm. we are prosecuting their spouse. Um, they immediately go on defense. You're trying to rip my family apart. Right. So it's, I mean, it just kind of depends um, 
with that being said, I remember when I interviewed uh, for this position with the county attorney's office, um, John Fleming had asked me, he's a county attorney, he had asked me, um, you know, there's sometimes we can't get to every victim. And I told him, I said, you're absolutely right. I said, but every victim that we get to, they have the information, they know where they can go to get help, and maybe at that moment right. they don't choose to let us help them. But four years down the road, they'll remember, hey, Holly George at the county attorney's office said this, and I have had victims return for that help. They were not ready when we first initially reached out to okay, them. Okay, yeah. But four years down the line, they remembered. I can go to Holly George. She said that she could help me. Well, that's one thing I was going to ask you, too. It, do you ever have the person that you want to help refuse your mm -hmm. assistance for yes. whatever reason? Yes. Um, and, how and how frustrating is that for you when you want to go out and help someone? I will never forget um, one woman that I worked with. And she called me and she needed help. She wanted to leave. Um, I explained the process of a protective order to her. And she had a stepson. And I explained to her that I could not include the stepson on the protective order for her because she was not the biological parent. Uh -huh. um, but that, you know, CPS could be contacted. She has been the child's caregiver, you know, and, and I'm just going over options with right. her. And she stops me and she says, I'm not leaving without all of my children. She says, I guess he'll just have to kill me. Wow. And I had no answer. Yeah, what do you what Because what do our, you really our laws say? are our laws that we can't change yeah. that. So what I did was I called her pretty much every day for the next week yeah. to make sure she was okay. okay. And probably about three weeks she came into the office and she said, I'm ready. He yeah. had assaulted her again and this time she was ready. Yeah. So I just let her know that hey, I'm still here. Like, this doesn't have to be the option. I understand it's heartbreaking. Um, and she went back, but she has left again yeah. since, and she's doing great. Uh, last I spoke with her. So, I mean, we have those that come in and think that we're after after them, we're, we're trying to ruin their lives. Yeah. And then we have those that they're ready to leave. They're ready to make that change. Sure. And those that are angry with us prosecuting a case or reaching out to them, um, asking them if they want help, they're just not ready to leave yet. And that's okay. Right. Is there a, a time limit? You mentioned someone about coming to you four years after the fact. Mm -hmm. Is there a statute of limitations or, or, or anything like that that will expire for a victim to receive help from you? So as far as criminal cases go, there are statutes of limitations um, on how, how long you have to sure. prosecute that case. Um, but as far as a victim coming in and asking me, hey, can you help me? Yeah. I will always sit down with the victim okay. and see what we can do. Great. What is it most that you like about what you do with your job? And, you know, I always feel 
you know, even though I'm with the Family Crisis Center, I never really have contact with survivors mm -hmm. or victims. You do. Yes. And that's got to be stressful sometimes when you're around other people's um, turmoil and stress. What is it that makes you want to do this? And that what do you like about this? I'm... <laughs> At the end of the day, when I have a victim able to stand up and say I'm a survivor, you are no longer going to victimize me. You are no longer going to have that control over me. Mm -hmm. That is why I do this. Because at the end of the day, when I first met that victim, he or she didn't think that they could make any changes. They thought the life they had was going to be the life that they had to have. And when right. they come in and they learn that there are agencies that can help them, there are people that are going to support them mm -hmm. and hold their hand and show them, you know, there are other options besides going home to an abusive relationship, having to walk on eggshells with your spouse because you don't know what's going to set them off next. Sure. Um, so for a survivor to, at the end of, of everything, be able to come in and say, you know what, I did it and I'm doing this on my own. And he no longer, she no longer has that control over me. Yeah. That's why I do what I do. How did you get here? Uh, are you from Nacogdoches? Are you a Nacogdoches native? I am not. Um, I have been here since 2017 with the county attorney's office. Uh, before that, um, I was with CPS for a year in uh, Anderson County. Okay. And then before that, I was with Cherokee County. Uh, at the district attorney's office there. So you've always been in this environment. Yes. Uh, what's your, uh, are, do you have an, an, is your education based in law or? Um, I do have some college for criminal justice. Okay. Um, it's just, I've always, I've always wanted to help people. Yeah. I've always well, wanted great. to let them know that uh, there's somebody here that believes in you. You can do this mm -hmm. and they're, other ways to, to have a relationship. There's, there's somebody out oh, there that's going to love you without yes, hurting you. Definitely. Like we say, love shouldn't hurt. Right? Correct. All right. Holly George, thank you so much. I appreciate your patience uh, <laughs> as I work through uh, <laughs> the technical difficulties that we had here. But thank you again. Thank you for having for, me. I've uh, really enjoyed for it. For taking some time. I appreciate yes. it. Again, Holly George, she's the Victims Assistance Coordinator for the Nacogdoches County Attorney's Office. And I always like to remind you, if you feel like you need our assistance at the Family Crisis Center for anything that's going on in your life, we do have a toll-free phone number, a hotline that's 20 four hours a day, seven days a week. That number is 1-800-828-7233. And be sure to subscribe to Conversations and Connections via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much any podcast service of your choice. Remember, be the voice, if not for you, for someone else.